Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Authentic Audience Podcast. My name is Krista Ritma, and I am your host. This is part two of my episode with Emery Hall called Atiti Deva Bhava. And we talked last week for so long, (laughs) we completely lost track of time diving into Nepal. And so we decided to split this week or this episode into two. So this is part two of that conversation. We dive right back in. And this part of the episode focuses more on mental health, on um, some of Emery's new projects that she's got going on and things that she's doing that are making me just so proud to know her and be her friend. I'm so grateful for her. I'm so grateful for this conversation. Uh, Once we started talking about Nepal last week, we just sort of got into our own world. And next thing we knew, an hour had gone by. But I'm not mad about it. And also, uh, my number one requested guest is Emery. And the number one topic people ask me about is Nepal. So, um, give the people what they want, I guess, right? Uh, yeah. So anyway, I, I love this conversation. I love Emery and I love sort of the direction that this part two goes in. So thank you for being here and I hope you enjoy it. So lastly, um, I can pull up the questions, but the other thing that I did want to hit on and come back to a little bit just is around like mental health stuff, because a couple months ago you did a really brave thing. And I wanted to just talk about that because the response I think surprised you. Yeah. It was like very intense for you. Yeah. And, um, what that is, is Emery shared publicly on her Instagram for the first time, you know, loudly, I guess, or like, so just directly that it wasn't loud. (laughs) Well, like you maybe like touched on like having bad days and whatever, but it wasn't like I suffer from anxiety and depression period, you know? So it was like a statement. And, um, obviously Emery and I are, you know, in, in the woods together a lot of the time. So I knew this and, you know, you had this like skin cancer scare on your arm and then the scar took forever to heal. And it was like really eating, eating you alive, this whole experience. And out of the blue one day you shared it and people are used to seeing, you know, the side that's the Nepal and the photography and the inspiration and the poetic, everything of who you are, but sharing this, tell me that experience of like sharing it. And then the the messages and just what happened. Yeah. I think I just like, I hit a moment for those who know astrology, I was exact degree Saturn return. I was sitting in the fire. Super fun for everyone around her. Oh yeah. Wow. <laughs> God bless everybody around me, but we all go through it, right? It's this totally. three year kind of initiatory period of intense, intense learning, which does not come without pain and struggle. And I was sitting in my exact degree and really in the depths of um, my anxiety and depression, which is, has in a lot of ways, always been a part of my life or my adult life. When I lost my sister at, she was 12 and I was eight and I was really extremely close to her. There was a lot of trauma from that. And then a lot of trauma that followed because there was a, we have quite a large family. I had, my parents had five daughters. There was years of turmoil and still are. and, And, and I went through a lot of stuff and depression and anxiety, like 
when I look back on it has always kind of been there at varying degrees and it's just a part of who I am. And that being said, I really haven't like felt called to share that part of myself, not out of like an inauthentic space of like, I want to present myself as this way or whatever. Um, it was more just like, I, most people know me through Instagram, I guess. And like the people that will be listening to this or whatever. And first and foremost, like that platform for me has been a platform of sharing like my art and that's what I've used it as. Like it's my writing and it's my photography combined. And that is first and foremost, like what I want to share on that platform because it's my creative expression as much harm as Instagram can do. I actually love it because it's the marriage of my two great passions. Yeah, we talked about that on your first episode and I love that. I love that. Yeah. Like Emery, it's like the opposite of an influencer, right? It's like, she literally just wants to share art and people are like, no, but who are you really? And then she's <laughs> like, now she's like, fuck. <laughs> like shit. But there was this moment to, to get back to the point, I think where it did start to feel a little un- inauthentic for the, I guess my platform has been growing and just like, I've been on Instagram for years at this point and I hadn't shared that part of myself And I had only shared, you know, like a lot of the highs or like relative highs, I guess. And I, in the depths of my own struggle with my anxiety and depression, had been scrolling through Instagram and over weeks or months had seen different people that I follow post about their experiences of it. And there were these little moments of like breaths for me of like, I'm not alone in this. And oh, like that person goes through that, like shit, like that. Not that I would wish it on anybody, but it makes me feel less alone or less like marginalized or less like awkward or, and I was sitting down at the kitchen table and never forget it. And I think you had posted about your anxiety and I had saw it. And I think it was just like this straw that broke the camel's back of like, I just Mm. feel, it feels in this moment, I feel really compelled to share that I struggle with this and I don't know why, but I'm just going to do it because I need like that to come out now. And you know me, I'm like such a person with timing. Like it just, it all has to feel right and intuitive and it just did. And I don't know why. And to be totally frank with you, there was definitely a moment of like not wanting to put it out for fear of people looking at me differently. But I think I was able to catch myself because I was like, that is if you follow, you know, pray to that feeling, you are contributing to so much of the kind of pain that social media platforms inflict on people. Like you are a part of the problem. If you won't post this because you, you don't want people to like, look at you differently. Like, and so I had that moment. So I did. And I almost took it down. Well, what happened after you posted it? Well, I was getting there, KJ. Well, I I get there. Gemini. (laughs) This is our daily life. (laughs) Go back, go back. You're doing so good. The responses were in the thousands. It was too many for me to respond to. And I... It makes me want to cry now. I was so overwhelmed and a lot of people just said, thank you for sharing this. Some people said, got super real and were like, to be honest, like looking at your page all the time contributed to my depression because it made me feel like I couldn't ever have a life that I thought that you had. 
And that like was so real for me. And um, it wasn't easy. It was incredibly vulnerable. And I had like almost regretted and took it down like multiple times, but the response is, you know, obviously what, what led me to keep it up and, and share it with people. And I just think that, you know, I just hope that we live in a world one day where there isn't the, you know, stigma or shame surrounding mental health, because I think it's like, especially these days, it is so a part of so many people's daily life and how something is still so looked down upon or kept in this taboo corner where we're supposed to feel shame about it. So much of life happens to us. You know, we live a lot of lives in our life and it is not all rainbows and butterflies and to not feel the emotional toll that, you know, for me, burying my sister or burying some of my best friends or whatever it is, or the trauma of sickness, like for me not to like, I would be inhuman to not suffer from the things that I do after what I've been through in my life. And, you know, that being said, I actually, I don't want to sound pitchy here, but really I'm, I am focusing on a book and, and part of that book is going to be sharing that that side of myself because ultimately my you could never sound pitchy if you try <laughs> but on the real like the 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 depths of my suffering in my life match the depths of my seeking yeah and what i went through and my relationship with death specifically um is what caused me to start to read about other cultures and their understandings of death, which is how I got introduced to Hinduism and Buddhism, which is how I got on a plane alone and flew to the other side of the world to try and come to terms with this thing that made me feel like when I was back at school, I was like made fun of. And I had this like scarlet letter and I felt so awkward walking back into school after my sister passed because she passed in August and in September I had to go back to school. And I remember turning around and trying not to, to school at nine years old. is hard enough without the whole town. Yeah. That your sister just died. Yeah. And I wanted to run away. I did because yeah. there was no space that was created for me to understand her death in a way that was like natural or holistic or spiritual. It was just this end, this finality. And I was just to live with the depth and the void on my own as a young girl. And so for people to understand why Nepal, what it means, what it does for me is to also understand what I went through in my life and what caused me to go there because no one comes to these places. That's what I realized even on the trips. One of the takeaways was people come to the, the that part of the world more often than not in a really vulnerable place. I even say that about yoga. I'm like, nobody starts yoga because they're whole. Yeah, no, it, it's it's so true. Or it goes on a deep, or whatever it is, it's so true. We approach these things yeah, often in our most like, oh, moment. I'm good. Like, I don't. I'm like, I'm good. I don't need any more growth right now. I mean, people seek these things out for a reason. So, yeah, I just think like obviously after hearing Emery's response to that, you can sort of sit with or see my battle here that I go through because I know this Emery, you know, I've, and to me, it's such a sacred piece of her, but also like on a daily basis, like if one of us is having like a panic attack or feeling anxious, like she's my go-to and vice versa. And she's talked me off ledges and I've talked her off ledges. And to be able to share about that openly, like 
it's like an, an, a, another level of that seeing you that I want people to experience because not to say that you and Trevor don't have a beautiful life. It's so beautiful. But once I actually learned, you know, the struggles of spirituality and the struggles of anxiety and mental health and what you really live, I'm like, 10 times more inspired by you and like getting to learn about Kristen and then going to your family home and seeing how present she still is in your family's lives. It's like, it's just all became really real to me, like who you are and what you've gone through, even since our last podcast. And the fact that then you decided to share it, I'm just like, John Boo is happy. Let's just say that, you know, like it's like, because I'm learning from this person. And one thing that I don't know if it's a Gemini or what it is in my chart, but I'm called to share what I'm learning. Mm. Right. And so many times it's these deep lessons I'm learning from you or from Trev that like, it's not my story to tell. And it's like, not my place to share that. And so when you do decide to do it, and I do also think just coming back to that, you know, full circle, that social media conversation, I don't think that you guys have a responsibility to share anything that you don't want to share, but I do, I have had that experience of people looking up to or putting people on a pedestal and I have worked with enough, like, I don't know what the word is. There's not even a word. I've worked with enough people with platforms that are large to know that there's always, it's not always what you see, even with me, even small platforms, like it's never what you, what you see all the time. And it doesn't mean it's not authentic and it doesn't mean what they are sharing isn't true. It's just like there's obviously a decision that went into sharing that. And when, you know, people do look up to you guys, I'm sometimes like, oh man, like, I'm so glad you shared more, or I'm so glad they're getting to know you guys more because of course, like sacredness and privacy and all of these things are so important when you are well-known and you do have a platform. And I'm finding that with these new clients I'm working with, but there's also an element of that like those responses that you got of like, oh my God, it, it like gives me permission to be and feel the way I am because this person I look up to also struggles with those things. And so, yeah. you know, nobody said you're going to be a, uh, have a big platform and people are going to go crazy over your photos. And now you're going to hold, have responsibility to those people to like, right. you know, that that's not a thing. And so when you do decide to share in uh, pieces of yourself that to me have like healed me, I'm like, oh, this is so awesome. And I'm always going to like, you know, champion that and support that. And I'm just really proud of you because I know how hard that was. Yeah. Um, You know, for somebody like me, it's not actually that hard. Right. Like there's other things, which we won't get into right now (laughs) that are really hard. Yeah. But sharing about my anxiety, sharing openly about my mental health and struggles, um, it, I'm air. I want to communicate from the depths. And so you do it in a more poetic way and a more thoughtful, intentional, like maybe you'll write about an experience and we'll get to read about it five years from now kind of way. (laughs) Whereas I'm just like verbally processing as I go. And I think that's what makes, you know, it's so beautiful and great, our friendship. But yeah, but that's why everybody has a, you know, everybody has their flavor that they bring. Yeah. Totally. The cake to the world. And I think we should honor all of them. And, and some people feel really compared to shell, sell or share their whole lives on social media. And I, I don't, you know, I don't but diss even that. When people do that, they're still not sharing everything. And I think that's the most important thing. That is the most important piece. I, I, I do agree with that. And I think that 
it's every, everybody has to find the balance for themselves. And for me, yes, I'm a vault and I, and I'm a super private person, but that, that's like, for me, like so much of my life is sacred and there's a part of me that feels like an energy is lost when I share it to the public. And that's just a reality that I sit with. It's, it's not, you know, it's not an authenticity or me trying to hide, you know, behind a persona of like trying to prove to people that I'm something. It's like, I don't feel compelled to share all of my life with people because so it's so secret to me. I don't want it to like, uh, I revere it and cherish it. And I think that in the age of social media, I think there is, you know, there's space for more of that conversation of understanding that parts of our lives can totally be private and not shared with people and probably should be. And I don't know, I'm definitely coming from one side of it and I, and, and, uh, I have an opinion about it, but I just like, I really honor people, you know, holding things close to their heart. And then also in those moments of it feeling like real and, and ripe, you know, stepping through that doorway, but only when it feels authentic to you and real. Um, otherwise the pressure should not be there. No. And I think that that's just it. And I think you've also helped me a lot with that. Like, especially around my spiritual practice, it's like way more sacred to me now. And I, I don't really post about it as much as I used to. And I think, you know, when we first met, I was in like a different stage of like, oh my God, I know the secret. I want to share it with everyone. And now I'm like, I know the secret and I want to hold it so tight and close to my heart. And like, yeah, I, I think we go through phases too. And you're not, you don't have to share anything. And when you do share, it's really intentional. And that's kind of the last note I want to end on is this new sort of creative thing that you've been sharing. And that's Bashanti paints <laughs> because of all of the things, um, that you have sort of shared or, um, created like Emery is an artist like through and through that's who she is and that's how she functions and it doesn't like turn off when she's not taking a photo she like thinks like an artist shares like an artist is moody like an artist and so moody <laughs> and all the things and uh the cold vibes there's nothing worse than Emery's cold vibes oh god do not <laughs> okay but we're gonna stick with the creative and um, the, thing, the thing that I mostly am so excited that you did decide to share actually above the mental health is, and I almost want to like share this video I have of you with your stupid iPad. Me oh making, no, yeah, I'm not going to, I'm not going to, but, uh, let's just say I have a lot of dirt over there, but yeah, if things go south, I'm done. Cause Krista <laughs> has a lot of dirt. I would never a lot anyway. So Basically, she got an iPad and started painting on the iPad. And as a true artist, you know, one hour of painting led to hours and hours and hours. And the paintings that were coming out were so good. And she was just sending them to me and Clay. And I was like, this is so amazing. Like, I think you should start sharing them. Like, just do it anonymously. Like, just get these out there. Like... <laughs> I don't care if your name's on it. Like they're so beautiful and I like want them on my wall. I want them on my ceiling. And also I'm not like just always like up Emery's butt. Like I only say this if it's actually good. And uh, <laughs> it was though, you know, it was like so good. And finally I was like, this is like Bashanti paints. And um, do we want to explain Bashanti just like for a brief interlude? 
Sure. Yeah. I like really didn't expect you to bring this up because yeah, it feels so like little. I know, but it's so big for me and I'll explain It feels so little for me. I'm so interested to hear your thoughts. But pop in with Vashanti really quick. Vashanti, it's so funny because we we just finished Navratri, which is the celebration of the nine nights of the Divine Mother, which in the springtime, it coincides with the start of spring. It's Vashant Panchami. So that's kind of the root of the word Vashanti. It means like divine spring. And when I was 21, I think, 21, when I went to India and was studying there and kind of hopped off uh, from my group and and, uh, went to meet Trevor really for the first time and to the ashram that he was staying at, I walked into the door. It's, you know, it's the moment that my river changed course, so to say. Um, Then he was just, you know, a monk, uh, the head of the ashram, uh, but he would later, years later, become my guru. He sat me down at his feet. And all the kids kind of piled on my lap. And he said, what's your, what's your name? And I said, Emery. And like, they definitely, that's not a common name. They'd like, he was like, no, no, I can't even pronounce this. And within 10 min- minutes of meeting me, he gave me the name uh, Bashanti. So and, that's, uh, that's when we're on that side of the world. That's what Emery goes by. So our guides and Nepali family all call her Bashanti. And I call her that when I'm like speaking to a specific version of her. That's what I call her. And when I felt this art, I was like, this is Bashanti paints, like Bashanti's <gasps> painting. And so I was like, that's what you should call this account. Like that's how I felt when I felt her painting, like that, that version of her. And so... I never knew that. Yeah. That's why I said that. I love that. Yeah. So she, unbeknownst to me, because I was like, I throw her a lot of like ideas, I guess. Like you should, I, or like you should. And I sh- listen to maybe like, yeah. I don't know. Like one out of 10. Like I, th- yeah. I guess I throw her a lot of you shoulds. Like you should try <laughs> this or you should do this or you should post this or you should create this. I'm like constantly, because as much as I love them and they're my best friends, I'm also like in the best interest of who they are and um, Trevor and Emery's business is growing. And any idea I have, I'm like, post that, share that, do that, you know, to help them out. And I saw this painting and I was like, this is something. So a week later, she's like, post on Instagram on Emery Hall, like, follow Bashanti Paints, like, blah, blah. And I'm like, really? <laughs> really? <laughs> and and you post it and you've been, it's like this new thing. And it's so vulnerable to share like this totally new thing. Like you're this fucking painter now. And I'm like, how do, and I'm, of course I'm like, how do we monetize this? People are going to want them. Like just such a psycho. And then Trev did it too. And his is Rampriya art. And it's just like this little gateway into their souls, like their mantras, their experience that like requires no words. And I'm excited to see where it goes. And I think that was to me, the thing that I was most proud of over the last six months is you like sharing that and, and owning it that like, I'm a fucking artist. And I know that's so funny. Cause like it, it, there was like, no, I mean, as little ego as possible involved. Cause I was there like, in the sense of like, it wasn't a big deal for me because I, I have no intention with it, which is actually the beauty of those paintings for me, for my experience of painting is that there is absolutely no intention except for the intention of creation. Of course, as a photographer, when I'm taking photos, I'm either taking it for a magazine or I'm taking it because they're going to be sold as prints later. Or if I'm writing 
if it's not just a meditation, then it's like going towards a book. It's something I'm going to have to package and put out into the world to help support my life. But Bashanti paints really just, there's no intention with it at all. I'm so, and, we, and that's why I'm surprised you brought it up to be well, honest. But that therein lies the magic, I think. And I've harped on this so many times and it's such a beautiful sort of note to end on is when you do create just to simply create, there's a magic that you can feel around it. And that's how I felt when I started getting these texts of, you know, your paintings. And though, you know, I think eventually it could be a form of revenue for you because I mean, I want one like huge on my wall. So I need a place to be able to go order it. But at the end of the day, when something is so real, like these Nepal trips, like when you start going to Nepal, there's no fucking intention of leading trips with like, yeah. you know, it's just, so I always try to create from that place of like, what, how can I be of service or how can I just create? And I know you're sick of hearing about it, but for me, that was my playlist. No, I like, I saw it in you. I love to like give you shit because you know, whatever. But it's like when I see you get around something or inspired by something that has nothing to do with like the phone calls and the consults and the whatever, it brings me a lot of joy. And I think as your best friend, you, I hope that you create more of that in your day-to-day life because of course I'm like also are an artist that's what people don't understand I think we put each other in boxes right like you're a marketing agency and that's what you do but like there is an art to that there's an art to you know our friends that play sports like it's an art form oh I said that last night I said watching (laughs) Fred play football I was like I felt God in that throw yes I really did it's magic so yeah and I think for me, the playlist, of course, with my marketing brain, I was like, how can I share this? But the original intention, right, was just to create a playlist to create it. And then I shared it. So with Bashanti Paints, it was like the original intention is what matters. And it was to share. It wasn't to share. There was was not. And then I'm like, we got to share it. And then I'm like, (laughs) I really want to buy one. So other people will, but that doesn't take away from the, that nugget of intention is where it all matters, right? Like it all comes back to like, well, why is this here? And why did this get created? So yeah. Ultimately we're all instruments, right? Like the word art. Hello. If you haven't read that and you're an artist. of you shoulds. Chris has told me about this book forever. And if you're an artist or anybody creative or I I mean, I think everybody's creative. If you haven't read The War of Art, you must immediately because it's so beautiful. Yeah. I talked about it on last week's episode too. Yeah. We're, we're, as long as we can be the instrument and put ourselves in the ego aside, then that's, that's the beauty. So I'm just like grateful for the check-in and I think this was such a beautiful conversation or just around like, you know, trusting and surrendering. And the last story that I was kind of thinking about was when you were, telling the Bashanti story is my Copila story because I've shared, I've shared, uh, on here with Maggie because her school is called Copila. Right. right? I know. So I've shared that my, my Nepali name is Copila, but the, the funny story around like that name and the whole thing. And it's kind of a perfect thing to end on. Cause it's what Emery really teaches me is like, it's a joke because I'm really attached to my spiritual practice. Right. And like the whole point of having a spiritual practice is detachment. So it's like a joke that Trev and M and Clay have, because I'm like, 
very attached to finding a guru. I'm very attached to my spiritual experience and that therein lies the joke, right? And like a part of that is there's this Baba in Nepal that I love. And uh, Emery's taken me to see him many times. And I'm like obsessed with him and like, can't wait to see him come to find out last time that he's a wandering Baba and nobody knows where he lives and nobody knows his real name. So I'll probably never see him again. And it's like, <laughs> and and therein lies the Leela. Therein lies the teaching. Yeah. So therein lies like my Leela, right? And then sure enough, when I let go of the idea of seeing him again, it turns out when we went back to sit with the Babas that last time he was there. And he was like, I connected with him more than ever that time, but I, I had completely let go of it. And it's so fucking annoying. But another piece, thing that I was attached to is a Nepali name because everyone calls Emery Bashanti. And a lot of the people on our trips got like these like surrogate amas, you know, that they stayed with in the village and they all got names. And I didn't get one. (laughs) Of course, though. Like, (laughs) of course. So I'm like, here I am, like, so sulking, sulking, (laughs) like backstory, sulking, like going to bed with the sob story of the name. Like, I'm not like, I'm not deserving. And um, my guru doesn't like want to find me because I can't like, like just the whole works. I mean, talk about like spiritual turmoil. I go to a crazy place and Emery's just just like this whole thing because we'll call Trevor like who's home and I'm just like Trevor like from Nepal and he's like KJ like I don't know what to tell you and it's just like this the seeking is enough KJ is enough KJ and like you know whatever so then finally on our last time in the village we went back and um I think Emery you sort of said to Ama Krista doesn't have a Nepali name or something. And she just looked at me and in like, I just, it just, she just stared at me and was like, Kopila. Mm. And it means to bloom, which is like (laughs) so spot on. And, and I got the name after I had let go of the idea, right. Of getting the name. Um, it came back to me. And so now we're kind of like Kopila and Bashanti. So whenever I refer to like the Nepali versions of us, that's what I refer to us as because it, it is different to me. It's a different essence. It's a different like energy when you use those names. And I, mm-hmm. I am very grateful and still very attached. Yes. To my name, <laughs> <laughs> but you got it, but I got it. So I just thought that was nice to end on because it's such a Leela, right. It's such a story. And And everything that you guys teach us about like the timing of when you share and, you know, who you are as a person and as a friend. And what I love seeing is like other people seeing it. And when I posted last week, like, what should I, I mean, this is a regular thing when I post like a story that has nothing to do with Emery or Trevor, I get like 10 DMs like about Emery and Trevor. Um, (laughs) Like I'll be wearing a sweatshirt of Trevor's trying to say something like profound, you know, and like meaningful about marketing. And like 10 of the things are like, what size is your sweatshirt? <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> it takes over our lives. Mine do. But it was a resounding when I shared, uh, what should I talk about on the podcast? It was a resounding when's Emery coming back on and like Nepal, 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 Nepal. So mm. well, I think we so did beautiful. it. We did it. And I'm just so 
there's not really a call to action or anything to end on, but if you are in Emery's world, um, you'll know about the next trip and her book and everything after that. But for now, um, yeah, is there anything, anything else that you want to say? Any, anything you're being called to share? I think, I think the words that are coming to you right now are just like, be easy with yourself. It's just like, we've definitely like written so many, like a roller coaster on this, on this episode and gone to a lot of places, but it's so funny because when we hit end, we're like back in this weird reality of isolation. And I know for the last hour, I forgot. I totally forgot. And that's, I think one thing we, we touched on last night was like, I was so tired of talking yesterday that like we both didn't want to do the podcast. And I realized that like all the FaceTimes and video chats were just like helping me get out of the reality of what we're actually sitting in, which is like, it's, it's fine. It's, it can be healthy, but it just really encourage people to be easy with themselves and take a break from the news. Because if you're staying at home and doing the things you can to stay safe, then there's, you know, not so much else that we need to know, just stay informed and, and, but then leave it all, you yeah. know, just do There's your best. There's no to new safe. information. No, that, it's just that will like, you know, benefit you or save you, I think. And I think that's a really good point. And I think just being easy, like you're so good at, you're such a good reminder for me to do that. And, um, uh, I think we all need a reminder and it was so nice to just like check out and, you know, talk about Nepal and drop in with you and, you know, have a glass of alcohol and it's still, it's still light out because fuck it. We just decided to do it. Like it's okay. You can be all of the things. And I think that's what Emery has really taught me and continues to teach me is like, you can so be all of the things and, and she is and, and champions me to be. So how about we wrap this up? Yeah. Ram Ram. Jai Ma. Jai Hanuman. Tomorrow's Hanuman Jayanti. And uh, did you know today's Ram Dass's birthday? Yeah. Of course. Uh, of course. Jai Ram Das. Jai Ram Das. What a life. Be um, here now. That's all we got to do. Be easy and be here now. Those are the amen. mantras. Amen. Um, I love you. I love you so much. I'll talk to you in like five minutes. Yeah. I mean, I'm going to hit record and we're going to hit stop and we're just going to keep going. <laughs> but um, for everybody listening, this was a long one and I applaud you for being here. I was thinking that it was going to be really long and I was like, oh my God, maybe I'll release it in three parts. Like, part I one. was just thinking that. Yeah. And so I might like have a cliffhanger and not release this all at once. So we'll see. But for everybody here and hanging on and, you know, curious about Nepal and, you're on this podcast listening to this for a reason and hearing these words for a reason. And I, I never forget that when we're speaking, that like we're speaking to somebody that's going to hear this and it's for you. Like this episode is for you. We can talk for our health all day long on FaceTime, but this was like intentional to give them what they need. So I hope you got what you needed. I and hope so too. until next time, uh, what do we say, Em? Bye, Ma. Keep growing. Oh, <laughs> this is Emery Hall, the authentic audience podcast, and keep growing. <laughs> <laughs>